Our Easter Sunday uh, message today, y'all, super, super simple. Uh, because y'all know how we are. In fact, we want to be able to walk away with something. And if there's one thing on Easter Sunday 2022 that I really think we need to walk away with, and you'll see that it falls kind of right in line with what we have been talking about on Good Friday. You see that it walks right in line with where, where we've kind of been and where the Spirit has, 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 has been having us. The, the thing we need to walk away with this Easter Sunday morning, guys, is, is plain and simple believe what he said. Okay. And that's all I'm talking about today is believe, believe what he said. Okay. Go to Matthew 16, 21. All right. I want to show you some, I want to show you something that Jesus said, and we want to talk about uh, in, in, in certain ways, how, how Jesus said certain things. And, and it was evident in what people said, and in what they did, that they did not believe what he said. Okay, um, uh, that they that they had that they did not believe in what he said. Watch this, Nisi. Matthew sixteen twenty one. Now you'll find the same thing in Mark eight thirty one and Luke nine twenty one. This is the same account. We're just reading from Matthew today. Okay, it's going to be a heavy Matthew day. Uh, New King James Version says, "Watch this." Uh, from the time that Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day, okay? So it says from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples, okay? And so there marks a point where Jesus started to explain to people, to his disciples, he started to tell them, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be betrayed, I'm, I'm going, and I'm going to be given over to the religious leaders and, and the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. I'm going to be killed, and then I'm going to be raised on the third day. He, was, he told them this, okay? This is the first time he said anything about this directly because he hinted at it times before, but this is the first time that he says directly, here's what's going to happen to me, okay? Now watch this. The second time he says this directly is in Matthew 17, 22 and 23. Watch this. Matthew 17, 22, 23. Now while they were, now while they were staying at Galilee, Jesus said to them, he said, the son of man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him. It says, and on the third day, he will be raised up and they were exceedingly sorrowful. Okay. So now again, I understand why they would be sad. All right. Here's Jesus telling them for a second time, he's telling the masses, he's saying, listen, here's what's about to happen. I'm going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They're going to kill me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. Right now, here's Jesus another time explaining to them. All right. What is going to happen? Montana, he is making it clear. Yenis, Diamond, he is, watch this, he's making it clear what's going to happen. Matthew 20, 17 through 19. Watch this. Here's Jesus again. New King James Version says, now Jesus going to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside on the road and said to them, can anybody guess what he said to them? All right, watch this. Verse 18, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes and they will condemn him to death, Charles. It says, and deliver him to the Gentiles to be mocked, to be scourged and to be crucified. And on the third day, he will rise again. So we see three times here where Jesus is being clear, Micah, about what's going to happen. Hey, Mike, he is telling them, Clearly, I am going to be betrayed. I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be scored. I'm going to be killed. But I am going to get up on the third day. This is not a parable. Remember when Jesus taught, he sometimes taught in parables and then had to go right back and teach them what the parable was about so they can get the lesson. Sometimes when he was trying to explain something, especially when he was going on the Pharisees and the scribes, he, he, he delivered things in stories saying the kingdom of God is like this and the kingdom of God is like that. And he gave stories. 
There's no story here. There's no parable. He is very direct. He is telling them exactly what would happen. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be killed, but I am going to rise up on the third day. And as we follow the story of Jesus, like we talked about on Good Friday, you follow the story and and, and watch this. What happened to him was exactly what he said. Judas betrayed him for the money. He goes and finds him. He kisses him. The people know exactly who Jesus is. They arrest him. Judas goes off. He's, he's upset and sad that he did this and he kills himself. And then, and then the disciples are scattered. Peter denies him. All this stuff happens. They whip him. They, they crucify him. And then they bury him. Right. And so everything that he said came true regarding this. And he told them exactly what was going to happen. Here's what is so funny. He told them exactly what was going to happen. But let's take a look at his at their reaction when things came through. Watch this. Mark 16, 9 through 14. Mark 16, 9 through 14. Watch this. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he prepared, he appeared to a Mary Magdalene um, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they wore uh, mourn and wept. So now she so she sees him. She goes and tells everyone that says the Bible says who had been with him. It says, and they were mourning and weeping. Verse 11. And when they had heard that he was alive and that he had been seen by her, watch this. They did not believe. So here's Jesus telling them. No parable. You ain't got to figure out what I'm trying to say. He's not being an indirect communicator. He's directly communicating what's going to happen. And then it happens. And here's Mary Magdalene going back and telling the ones who had followed him that I saw him. He rose from the dead. And what did they do? They did not believe. Watch verse 12. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went and went into the country. And they went and they told it to the rest. But they did not believe them him, uh, them either. It says that they saw Jesus and they were headed somewhere else. They see him. Then they go and tell the other people. And they said that what? That they didn't believe him. Now watch this. Verse 14. Later, he appeared to the 11 and they sat at the table and he rebuked what? Their unbelief, Montana, and the hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he rose. Here's Jesus telling them exactly what the plan is, telling them exactly what's about to happen, telling them exactly what's going to go on with him. They, I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be killed, but I'm going to rise on the third day. And when this thing happened, the same people that spent their time with him, the same people, watch this, that, that asked him to heal, the same people that asked him to give, the same people that took from him, the same people that said, we believe in you, the same ones who said, we're going to follow you. They did not believe Come on, y'all. What he said to them. But there are some people who did believe. Watch this. Matthew 27, Matthew 27, 60, uh, 62 and 66. Watch this. This is going to get this is what got me. Matthew 27, 62 and 66. Watch this. Watch this, Karen. He says on the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate saying, sir, watch what watch what the Pharisees and the priests, the same people who, who wanted Jesus dead. Watch what they said. Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how that deceiver is what they called him. Like, here are the ones who are the deceivers trying to, isn't it funny how, listen, I saw this thing on social media said, isn't it funny how somebody will stab you in the back and then blame you for them having to watch you bleed? Like, wait, how, how are you calling him the deceiver when y'all the ones lying? Watch this. Said, don't, watch this. He said, uh, I see you, Montana. Says, uh, uh, sir, we remember while he was alive how that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise. Watch this. They didn't forget what he said. 
The same people who betrayed, the same people who, who wanted him dead, who killed him, who, who lied on him and said, you know, we want, they said, remember, they said, we heard, okay, that, that while he was still alive, he said that he's going to rise after three days. Watch verse um, 64. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Come on. I, I, that's right. That's right, Martha. Listen, so, so, the, so the same ones who didn't fool with him, the same ones who wouldn't believe, the same ones who wanted him dead, they remembered what he said and believed it so much that they did what? That they went to Pilate and said, this man said that he was going to get up on the third day. If they didn't believe in him so much while he was alive and always challenging him, explain to me, why would they even go to Pilate and say, we need to do something about this? So while the disciples are refusing to believe, the people who said, I'm going to follow you, I'm, oh, while they're refusing to believe, watch this, I see you see here, watch this, that while they're refusing to believe, the same ones who wanted him dead and carried out this execution are saying, remember what he said. Okay, it says, let's secure it to the third day. Watch this. It says, lest his disciples come by day and steal him away and say, the, and say to the people that he's risen from the dead so that the last deception will be more worse than the first. They aren't concerned about no deception. Disciples ran off, nowhere to be found. But he said, remember, he said that he would rise. So then Pilate says to them, you have a guard. Go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, stealing the stone, uh, uh, sealing the stone and setting guard. Now, watch this. Now, they did what? Believed exactly what Jesus said. But the disciples did not. Even when people saw Jesus after he rose and they told him we see we saw him. They done forgot everything he said and didn't even believe it. Now, watch this. And here's how you know that they believed what he said. Matthew 28, 11 through 15. These are these, I'm talking about the Pharisees now, okay? The same people who, who, uh, uh, who turned them in. Watch this. While they were going, behold, some of the guards uh, came. Now, this is when the women uh, who came to uh, uh, the tomb saw uh, uh, Jesus, uh, saw, saw the angel, and the angel told him that, that he was gone. So the guards go back. So watch this. It says, now, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief all the things that had happened. That, so now the guards are telling the chief He's not in the tomb. There was an angel there. The stones rolled away. There were women who came to try to, 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 to treat the dead body. He told them that he's not there, that he's risen. They left and they're going to go tell everybody. This is what they reported. Watch this. So when they had assembled with the elders to consult together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. So now they're going to bribe them and say, tell them his disciples, tell him that the disciples, tell them that the disciples came at night and stole him away while he slept. They knew that that didn't happen. They knew that, that exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. And they tried to stop it because they put a stone there. We're going to put soldiers there. And watch this. There was nothing that they could have done to stop what Jesus said was going to happen from what? From happening. So much so that once it happened and the soldiers came back and reported it, they did what? They bribed them and said, we're going to give you this money. And when somebody asks you, you got to tell them what that what? That the disciples came back and the disciples stole his body. But didn't they make it impossible for the disciples to steal the body? Didn't they put the big stone there? And didn't they put the, the guards there to keep watch so that the people, so that the disciples wouldn't do that? But they believed Everything Jesus said, despite the fact that they didn't want to follow him while he was here on his earth. Watch this. Here's our points as far as believing him. Watch this on Easter. Y'all. Point number one. Sometimes it is really hard to believe in reality what you know in theory. OK, 
Sometimes watch this because we can easily sit here and oh, how come they didn't believe and they should have believed. And, blah, blah, blah. And, we, and we talked about this two weeks ago with the same man who says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And we found ourselves in that story and found ourselves understanding the fact that sometimes it is hard to believe and, and to walk in reality. The things that, you know, in theory, going through it is different. You might have to type that in the chat box. Like, watch this. Going through it is different. We know God can provide, and we know him to be a provider. We'll even sing Jehovah Jireh. We, talk, we played the song Jireh before, the, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. But, the, but watch this. But when you go through the struggle, and it becomes real when there are more bills than money, and you can't seem to find your way out, and you just don't have the finances, that is a whole different story in reality than when it is when you know it in theory. Watch this. We know that he can mend broken. I see you, Montana. Watch it. We know that he can mend broken hearts. We know he can bring comfort to people who are struggling because they've been hurt by somebody. But it is a different thing when you've got to go through it and someone close to you has hurt you in ways you never thought that they would hurt you. And you're the one that's left there broken hearted, trying to pick up the pieces of your life. And it's easy to say, yes, he can do it. And yes, he's a comforter. But when you have to walk through it, that is different. And the disciples saw that firsthand that while we believe he's the Messiah and we believe what he said, but it's something different to see him on the cross and see him take his last breath and see him put inside of a tomb. And we know that God is a healer, but it's, some, it's different when you have to see your loved one go through chemo treatments and, has, and, and it's taking its toll on them. It was taking its toll on, on you. And especially when, when you've tried and you've prayed for other family members or other friends and they've passed on. And it is hard to have to deal with the reality that I have that I'm going through this, even though I know that's why it hits different when, it, uh, when, when it's you. You're right about that. So, and, and so it's hard when now I have to what walk through this and it's taking its toll on you. But here's what Jesus said. And this is what happens when you're trying to walk through and you're trying to believe. But it's hard. John 16, 32, 33. Watch this. Jesus says this is John 16, 32 and 33 says a time is coming. And in fact, has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone for my father is with me, says I have told you these things. Watch this so that in me, you might have peace. Here's the key right here, Nisi. Watch this. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. And then it says, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. That walking this thing out is going to be hard. Why? Because in this life, you will have trouble. It says, but take heart. In the Amplified, where it says, take heart, he said, it says, but be confident. Kita, Crystal, it says, be confident. Charles, meaning be undaunted. Be filled with joy, it says, take heart, even in the midst of those things. Why? He says, because I have overcome the world. And that's what this Easter season, that's what Resurrection Sunday is. All. It says what? What to be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy, because in this world you will have trouble. But I have what? Overcome the world. And so we point number one, we what? We realize that the reality of some of this stuff is tougher to go through than the theory of it. That while Jesus is saying, I'm going to be killed. And and don't forget, they had a problem with him saying he was going to be killed. A lot of disciples, a lot of people were following him, walked away from him when he said that, that, that my, you know, um, uh, you have to drink from my blood and eat of my flesh. And those who do that, they will be the one. And so many people walked away from him when he said that. 
because it's harder in reality to walk through that stuff than it is. And so and even Peter, remember when Jesus says, you know, I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be killed. Peter walked up to him and said, that's not going to happen to you. We're not going to let it. And then that's when Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, and, and Jesus rebuked him for that. Um, uh, and, and so and so point number one is that understanding the fact that, listen, that if I'm going to go through this world, I've got to be ready for a fight. OK, I've got to be ready to understand that it's not going to be as easy as the as the pen and pad on the paper in the book of the Bible sometimes even make make me feel like or even the preacher who tells me everything's going to be fine. You got to do you pray, um, you know, wake up in the morning, do this and do that. And then everything's going to work out your way. That is not going to be as easy as sometimes. They make it. But he says what in this world you'll have trouble, but be of good heart because I have what I have overcome the world. All right. Point number two for our Easter Sunday is what God watch this. That's what we got to understand. God is going to do God things and be God anyway. Okay, listen, listen, it's not like their disbelief, belief stopped Jesus from rising from the dead. Look, that was the plan then. It was the plan whether they believed it or not. His word is his word. Look, that God is going to do God things for Marquita. God is going to be God in Yenis's life. God is going to continue to do God things for Charles and for Mike. Listen, God is going to continue to do God things. And, and, their, and their, their disbelief and their running in fear, them not believing what the people said what, what, when the ladies left the tomb and them not wanting to believe that, the other two that Jesus appeared to, they went to go tell them the same thing and they didn't want to believe it. That did not stop the fact that Jesus still got out of the tomb on the third day the way he said he was going to get out of the tomb. The plan is what? The plan. Watch this. That, that's that's right, Crystal. His plan will happen and he has a purpose. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word uh, be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. That the plan is the plan. I'm listen. I'm sorry if Micah can't catch on to it. I'm sorry if Karen can't catch on to it. I'm sorry if 301, 356 in the bottom or 240, 346 in the bottom there can't catch it. Um, listen, that the plan is still moving ahead and God is going to continue to be God and God is going to continue to do God things one way or the other. Point number three for our Easter when we say believe in what he says is things get hard, right? We saw that. Point three goes back to one is believe anyway. Believe it anyway. Yes, it's hard. That don't mean you got to stop believing. Believe it. Anyway. Remember two weeks ago, we said we, we, we went in with the scripture where the guy uh, where he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Just because we're finding it hard to believe or just because we're finding it hard to walk out doesn't mean that we need to change what we believe. Watch this. We know it's going to be hard, but God is going to do God things anyway. You might as well keep believing even though it's hard because you can stop believing doesn't mean it's going to get easier. I'd rather be believing through the hardship, believing through the trial, believing through the test, continuing to believe. Right. Right. Even though it's hard, they're having to go through that hard thing. I see you here and not believing at all. I see us about got you. Watch this. John 6, 55. Watch this. Watch this. This is a story I was talking about earlier. We want to read a little bit of Bible. Uh, So here's Jesus speaking. Jesus says, for my flesh is real. Uh, food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living father sent me, I live because the father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue at 
Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples, watch this, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? This is even, this is not just us, it's not just us going through hard things, even then they're saying this is a hard thing, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? And some of us feel the same way when we hear these things. This is a hard teaching. How can I accept it? How can I lift this? And I watch this. Jesus, verse 61, aware that the disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, does this offend you? Then what if, uh, then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts on nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet some of you uh, who don't believe, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them would not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come uh, to me unless the father has enabled them. Watch this. Verse 66. After Jesus says this, it says, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Doesn't make anything he said less true. Didn't stop him from dying and sacrificing his life for the same ones that turned away. And it didn't stop him from raising from rising from the dead. Now watch this. Verse 67. Uh, you do not want, uh, do you not want to leave too? Jesus turned and asked the 12 disciples and watch what Peter says. And this is the attitude that we're talking about in point number three, believing anyway, Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom should we go? You have, you have the words of eternal life. The problem is a lot of us haven't reached that point where Peter was, where he says, to whom should we go? Because we got a whole, the same way, watch this, the same way we come to God, the same way we come to, you know, church or whatever, you know, or impact or whatever, you, you know, come to church. We got, that's just a list of many of the places that we still turn to, that we have not made up in our mind that the one place that I have to go, the one place that I'm going to turn to, the one thing that I can count on, the one thing that I'm going to go to first will be Father God. Watch this, not Rick, not impact, but the first place I'm going to go, I was trying to look for a Bible, but all my scriptures are on, on my computer, is, is the word of God. Well, the first thing go to go to God in prayer. It's because we have a list of things that we turn to. And so when Peter says, where else are we supposed to go? We got to remember that those guys who followed him gave up everything else. They didn't have anywhere else to go. And some of us haven't even reached the point yet where we, where we look, look, as we, we want, we, we want to say, but Jesus is where I go, but we've got, we've got this friend and we've got that friend. And this is why sometimes we get so disappointed when this friend ain't there for us the way that we think that they're supposed to be there for us. And this family member ain't there for me the way they're supposed to be there for me. Why are they even that high on the list? Peter says, well, so am I supposed to, I can't, I can't go back to the job. You said you're going to make me a fisher of, a, a fisher of men. And now this is what I'm doing. I can't go back to, I can't go back to anybody else. You're the only one who has the words of eternal life. And so when Peter says, well, should I go? Some of us can't even relate to that statement because we have too many other places that we go and we feel good because at least church is in that list. At least God is in that list. But that ain't what Peter's talking about. Peter's saying there is no list. I have nowhere else to go. And so I have to believe anyway. Come on, somebody. See, y'all wanted a nice Easter bunny sermon this morning. And we ain't getting that, not, a, not an impact. That's right, Crystal. There's a purpose in everything. If they aren't there, the per- listen, y'all want, y'all want me to go Easter Bunny for the last few minutes? I'll go Easter Bunny for the last few minutes. Watch this. Watch this. Peter was at, I see you, Micah. Peter was at the, Peter was at, uh, at, at the point where, where, he, where, where he said, he said, I have nowhere else to go. That's desperation. Remember we, remember, we talked about it on Good Friday where Jesus was trying to get away. He got on the boat. And the multitudes followed him, not on a boat. The multitudes followed him by foot. He's on a boat trying to get away. And the multitudes followed him by the sea 
on on foot. That is I have nowhere else to go determination. Some of us need to make up in our minds that I'm not going to give up believing simply because I have nothing else to give. I have nothing else to do. There's nothing else that I can. There's nowhere else for me to go other than to believe what God said. I see you, Montana. Peter reached that point. Walk away like these people and go where? Where am I going to go? So we know it's we know it's going to be hard, but we take heart because Jesus overcame the world, right? Uh, uh, we, we I see you see here. We believe anyway, uh, 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 right? Um, and God, and we understand that God is always going to be God doing God things. Now watch this. Here's what it comes down to when, when we talk about believing Him. It is amazing to me that the disciples who followed Him and and watched Him do these miracles still didn't believe what He said when he said he would rise again, you would assume that when the ladies who saw him and said, Hey, he got up, he got, he wrote that they, it would then stir something in them, but it didn't, they didn't believe it. It's what the Bible says. So watch this. So as we walk out of uh, uh, Easter Sunday today, before y'all do the Easter egg hunts and stuff like that, here's what we got to take away. Believe what he said. And he, and, and, and here's where we start. Cause some people are like, cause, cause y'all know, we that's that, that, that I see you, Micah, could sound real, real, uh, real general, Yenis, you know, like a real good church thing to say. But you have to understand, Yenis, Diamond, I need you to understand, Charles, Mike, uh, 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 Gina, Karen, I need you all to understand that that when I say believe what he says, understand that God has has affection and feeling and purpose for you directly. Yenis, Montana, M- Micah, Karen, Peter, all of you. Watch this. And so here's what we have to do when it comes to believing. Number one, we need to we need to learn and receive his heart towards us. OK, and and believe everything he says and feels about me. OK, now here's here's what we don't like. Like you've got to find that out for you. OK, now here's what's funny, because we have no problem. You know, Charles doesn't have a problem believing that God loves Crystal. And, you know, Nisi doesn't have a problem believing that God loves Yenis. You know, Gina doesn't have a problem believing that God loves Sierra. But you need to know what it is and receive it for yourself. He loves you as well. Watch this. So we got to we have to learn his heart towards us. And that's why learn and receive his heart towards us and believe everything he says and feels about you. Here's how you find it. Yenis. watch this, because I, I wish I could make it easy, but I can't. And, and the reason I, and the reason and y'all know how we do it at impact. The reason why it's you have to do it is because you have to search. The, watch this. The Bible says he says, uh, seek and you will find. Right. Knock in the door. You have to seek and find. You have to knock in the door. Be, and I can't knock. And then it's open and I give it to you. You're going to receive it when you search and find for it. And when you seek it. And so watch this. You need to what? Search his word for his heart towards you. Search his word. For his heart towards you. And I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna give you some places to start. But search his word for his heart towards you. And I diamond, you search his word and you're gonna find how he feels about you. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some stuff. Watch this. Number two, number two, when we gotta learn his heart towards us, seek his face in prayer for his heart towards you. So search his word for his heart towards you, and then also seek his face in prayer for his heart towards you. Or I don't know how to pray. I don't know all the fancy words. You don't have to. We talked about this on Good Friday. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, he said, say this, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us and lead us not into temptation. Like Jesus told them exactly what to say. And, 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 and you may not fall on your knees and, 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 and do all the screaming and all the, you know, and no, no, um, you know, no hate to anybody who does that. That's not the point. The point is don't let that intimidate you from thinking you can't pray to God. You know what I mean? That Jesus made it that simple. And to be honest with you, sometimes we could probably we probably could do ourselves better service in prayer if we would just say the words that Jesus said instead of some of the things that we, that we stop to say. But but it says search his word for his heart towards you and seek his face for his heart towards you. And sit and, and, and when you pray, sit there quiet. And I guarantee you, God will place, place things on your heart and God will begin to speak to you about the way that he sees you. So those are two things we got to We got to do that. Now watch this. Watch this. So, 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 so we want to believe what he says, even though it's hard, even though life sometimes shows us the opposite, even though sometimes you feel like you have no reason to believe, believe it anyway, make up in your mind to, that when you, when you encounter doubt that you're going to believe more. Cause like Peter, unless you haven't got to this point, where else am I supposed to go? If I can't go to God, where else am I supposed to go? Where else do I go? Who else do I turn to? Now watch this. Uh, so, so I want to help you out. Some things to believe. Write these down. If, 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 you, if you're saying, you know what, Pastor Rick, you're right. I need, I, need, I need to search his word and seek his word for his heart towards me. I'm going to give you something right now. Watch this. Romans 8, 38 through 39. If you, have a, if you have an issue, read these, read these and accept it. Receive it and accept it. I'm telling you, this is what this is his heart. Watch this. Romans uh, 8, 38 through 39. And here's a, we got these impact statements that we write on your little on our index cards. You throw on your mirrors and all around the house or you put in your little notepads. Watch this. Here's one. I am loved by God and I am unable to be separated from that love. OK, that's his heart towards you, that he loves you and that there is nothing that can separate you from that love. Here's what that that scripture says. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither uh, fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love that God, uh, from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. There we go. There we go. Okay. So, so you want to search his heart. Number one, you're loved by God and there's nothing that can separate you from it. Start, start there. Here we go. Here's another one. Ephesians one, five. Ephesians one, five. Write these down, Micah. Watch this. I am adopted into the family of God. I'm a child of God. Okay. This is what you need to believe and receive about yourself. Ephesians 1 5 says, God decided in advance, watch this, to adopt us in his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. This is what he wanted to do. And it, that, watch this, not only am I adopted into the, into the family of God, not, not, only, not only am I a child of God, but God wanted me to be a, 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 his child. And it gave him great pleasure. It says, this is what he wanted to do. And it what? Gave him great pleasure. Now watch this. Here we go. Colossians 2.10. Colossians 2.10. Here's what I want you, here's what you write down. Here we go. Here we go, Karen uh, and Charles. I am whole in Jesus Christ. I am, I am not broken. I am whole in Jesus Christ. Watch this. It says, so you also are complete 
You are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Guinness, you are fine the way you are. Nisi, you are whole. God's continuing to work and he's going to, and he's going to continue. The Bible says that he who began the good work in you, Montana, will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, that, that, that he is going to continue to work and continue to grow you and continue to mature you and continue to make you into the image of Jesus Christ. And so it says, I am whole in Jesus Christ, Colossians 2.10. I got two more for y'all and then y'all can start the Easter egg hunt. Here we go. Watch this. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. I am victorious over sin and death. Okay. The things, the things that I don't get right, even if I'm still, even if I'm still not all the way getting it right, that they don't have victory over me. I'm victorious over it. Even, even if it hasn't manifested itself yet by faith, watch this in Jesus. I, I have victory over this, but thank God he gave us the victory over sin and death through who? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. And our last one today, this, this, this is his heart. This is his heart towards you. And so if you don't know where to start, it says search the scriptures to find his heart and believe it. This is what, start here if you don't know where to start. Watch this. Second Timothy 1.7. Watch this. I am powerful. I am loved. And I have a sound mind. That scripture says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm telling you for us to start walking in the things that God has for us individually, but as, as a church, as impact, I'm trying to tell you that we, we have to believe what he says about us. We listen, we've got to learn from the example we see here from the disciples who walked with Jesus, right? Who I see you. That scripture gets you through. Watch this. We've got, we, we've got, we've got to, we've, we, we've got to not follow these examples, but learn from these examples where they walked with him. He told them what would happen. And when it happened, they didn't believe it. And we see it sometimes in our own selves, but we got, we, we've, we've got to learn that there's nowhere else to go uh, or get to the point where we, where we understand that there's nowhere else to go. And we believe uh, these things.